I'm Laura Green. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show that brings you the best in sapphic fiction. Join me as I chat with authors, narrators, and friends who share my love for the genre. You will learn things you didn't know about your favorites and get some suggestions for your next read. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. The internet has brought me some great friends, but none more special to me than today's guest. Angie, welcome, and thanks for being here. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Happy to be here. (laughs) You're such a dork. (laughs) (laughs) What have been your five favorite books you've read this year? Okay, so I think think I've got the five, but it was hard to choose. Count Your Lucky Stars by Alexandria Belfleur. I hope I'm saying that right. The One to Walk Away by Luke Dreamer. No Strings by Lucy Bexley, The Tell Tale by Claire Ashton, and Take Two by our one and only Stephanie Shea. Ah, very nice. It's hard to pick just five books. There have been so many great ones this year. But at the very top, it has to be A Whisper of Solace, another brilliant book from Melina Mackay. Neve Blackthorne takes Ice Queens to a whole nother level. If I Don't Ask by E.J. Noyes, one of my all-time favorite characters is Rebecca Keene. Ooh, yeah. I, oh. I haven't read that yet. What? I'm not ready to let go of Rebecca Keene. So I'm saving it for like, if I need if I need that. It's like my little save book for if I'm in a reading slump or if I just need to visit an old friend, I'm saving her for that. Oh, Rebecca. <sighs> yeah. Some dreams. Yeah. Purposefully Accidental from G. Benson is 416 pages of pure magic. Yeah, that was a really good one. I remember when she was starting to write that, she sent out a newsletter and she was like, I'm doing this thing. I don't know if I'll be good at it. And then it came out and I was like, yeah, you're pretty good at it. I think I think you're <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. book was really funny. I enjoyed that one too. Ah, She's the best. And then I also picked Take Two by my bestie, Stephanie Shea, is hands down one of the most romantic books you will ever read. And The Last Lavender Sister by Melissa Braden. Aster Lavender rivals Jessica Lennox from Kiss the Girl as my favorite character from Melissa. It reminds me of why I love her writing so much. Have you read that one yet? No, not yet. But yeah, I do like Melissa Braden a lot. I know it's going to be a sweet read with her. So it's uh, a comfort author for sure. Definitely. And her and I are are tequila pals. Oh, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And then I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm picking both books by Ashley Herring Blake, Delilah Green Doesn't Care, and Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail. I like Delilah Green. I have Astrid Parker on my nightstand, but since I got it as a paperback, um, I don't read those books as fast. Usually if I have it on the Kindle, then I have it on my phone and I'll read on the train or, you know, at work and stuff. So yeah, I will be starting that one soon and I'm sure I'll like it. I've heard nothing but good things so far. Yeah, I like her a lot. Okay, you need a comfort reread. What are a few of your favorites? So either Ask, Tell, or Alone, depending on my mood. Those Who Wait is another one. And Must Love Silence. I like to listen to that one because I really like Abby Creighton's voice when she is doing The Neighbor Judy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's so sweet and funny. It's like one of my favorite things. And then Melissa Braden or Rachel Lacey, just in general, those books I know are always going to be nice and sweet for if I need that at the time. Very good. I've had a little bit of a, I don't know what it is, maybe it's because it's approaching winter and 
I want to be warm and snuggly. So I've been reading a lot of books over again. Like last week, I probably read six books over that I've already read, which is kind of maybe excessive. It's good to do that sometimes. It is. <laughs> sometimes it's just nice. Know how things are going to go. You don't really feel the tension as much in a reread because you know, like, even though with romance, it's going to be a happily ever after, but it's still nice to know when the tension comes, you're like, well, I know that it's going to be okay at the end. So last week I read Jay's Damage Control again for like, I don't know, maybe the fourth time. It's the second in the Hollywood series. I love that one. And Eric Elise, Anyone But Her. It's a good one. It is a good one. It's so funny. Grandma, it cracks me up. Yeah. I think that was my first Erica Lee book and I really liked it. And then that's what hooked me on her as an author. That one was really good. Have you read the, someone wrote like a fan fiction piece about the grandma from that no, book? I haven't. I'll send it to you. It's pretty good. Yeah. Send me that link. That sounds amazing. I love the grandma. Yeah. yeah. And then The Good Men's by Claire Ashton, which is my favorite book. I've said it a million times, but I'll say it again. I love that book. Claire Ashton sent me the paperback. I told my partner, Deb, you have to read this. And if you don't like it, that's it. Deal breaker. It's over. <laughs> 12 years down the crapper if you don't like this book. Oh so there's God. a lot of pressure. I know maybe that was excessive. Yeah. Maybe. But it worked for movies because when I made her watch Freer Window, we had just started dating. And I said, OK, this is Alfred Hitchcock and Jimmy Stewart. This is my favorite movie. I want you to sit down. And if you don't like this movie, that's it. <laughs> Rear Window's a good movie. I like that movie a lot. It's a great movie. So yeah, so she liked it, and that's why we're here. And she also liked The Goodmans, so we're also still oh, living in the same house. Ooh. Yeah, I kind of made myself a little nervous because you don't know. Does that get her another it's... twelve years, or how well, long? We'll see is what she happens. On the hook for oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she had better play her cards right. <laughs> oh, Deb, I feel for. I know. <laughs> and Lee Winter is someone I will read. Or listen to over and over again. The Brutal Truth. Ooh, yeah. The best. So good. And then I have a little A.L. Brooks thing going on. Just last week, I read The Long Shot, Dared Love, and Write Your Own Script again. And maybe a little bit of The Club. But <laughs> it's just because I like the writing. It's not because it's sexy. Oh, huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she normally has her books on Kindle Unlimited, but The Club Revisited was on there. And I'd never read from her. So I was like, oh. I'll see, you know, what this is about. And I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gave the club to someone last year for Christmas gift. Oh, that's a gift. I thought so, too. I had her sign it and mail it to me. It was to my partner's ex-girlfriend, because that's what we lesbians do. <laughs> that is what we do. We love it. If you could road trip with four authors, who would you choose and why? I would pick the... Flippin' Fantastic Crew and Monica McCollin. I think that Very would be a nice. good road trip. So Stephanie Shea, Bryce Oakley, Lucy Bexley, and Monica McCollin all together. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Maybe they would collaborate on a project together. That would be good. And I just feel like Monica would be a good sort of ringleader and there would be no dull moments with her around. No, there's not going to be. And she could cook for you. Yeah, and she could cook for us, and I think that she could pick out good music for the trip. So, yeah, I think it would be not, a good trip. And if not, Stephanie can definitely throw down some tunes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think they all could throw down some pretty good tunes. So the music won't be a problem. So I think that would be a really good road trip. Who's going to drive? So I was thinking that maybe we could have like a tour bus, so someone else just driving. It's good. I also answered this question, but I also cheated. 
I'm following all these parameters. <laughs> you don't have to. Haven't you ever listened to this? No one follows the rules. Okay. I have two different groups. One is for authors I've met already because I need to see them again, hang out. So I have my little peeps, Kate Castle, Kat Jackson, Anna Reichart, and Morgan Lee Miller. I love them. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to probably get a little nuts. It's going to be great. That's one bus. That's one little. And then I got a deal on a bus. It's a big bus. So I can fit a lot of people in it. See, always thinking. Mm -hmm. So I haven't met G. Benson or Stephanie Shea, who's like my bestie, mm -hmm. besides you, obviously. And then Melina Mackay and Carrie Hunter and Claire Ashton and A.L. Brooks. Then I also need some more Americans to balance it out. So you got to have Erica Lee. And I am due for an eye exam as well. Thus, this is twofold. We could hang out and she could also check my eyes. I, I'm sure she appreciates doing that for her friends too. Not at work. <laughs> Probably her favorite thing. <laughs> Probably. Why <laughs> yeah. would it be? But then I also need to hang out with Rachel Lacey and J.J. Arias. So that's all. Oh, wait, Eliza Linsky. I'd really like to hang out with her too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I would like to come on this road trip. <laughs> well, uh, you have to, since I okay. made you follow the rules and I broke all of them. You already got a seat in the bus, babe. I can be a really good assistant. I can drive during the day. I'm always down to pump gas. I kind of like it. Oh, good, because I don't like that. Yeah, so I have some qualities that could maybe, you know, be helpful on this road trip. But I think we should also plan one for in Australia and get all of our little Aussie babies on a bus as oh, well. Yeah, that would be fun. And I've never yeah. been to Australia, so. Neither have I. Definitely need to do that. It's on the list, but there's such a long list. And apparently you have to have money to go places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always the biggest fact. You must choose book characters to date for a new reality TV show called Dating Hot Chicks from Books. I may have made that up. <laughs> now, I want you to ignore the fact that you're married and you shouldn't be dating. <laughs> Which five book characters would be on your dating show? Okay, so I was thinking about this, and I think that I'd like the dating show to be structured kind of like um, The Fifth Wheel. Did you ever watch that? It seems familiar. It's like an early 2000s dating show. It was, I mean, they were all bad, but I thought it was really funny. So basically, I think one person is on a date with everyone at one time, and then after so many minutes, you like eliminate someone or they eliminate themselves, and you end up with one person. I can't really remember, but... Anyways, the bonus to this is it would be like a 45-minute episode and not a season-long thing because I couldn't handle that much attention. <laughs> so that being said, Rebecca Keene, Felicity Simmons, and I'm going to take Dr. Cooper as well, <laughs> Sam Threadneedle, and Arrow from Just My Type, The Vampire. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Very nice. And you kept it to five, like I told you. <laughs> yes, I do follow the rules. I also just picked five, I think. Wait, one, two, three. Um, okay, well, close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We may have to to uh, throw down for Rebecca Keene. Or I could let you have Rebecca now, and I could take Audrey Graham from Turbulence, because she is sex on a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I guess we could do that. Okay. But eventually I'm going to want my little time with Rebecca too. So we'll work it out. I thought that you were too obsessed with Jen Coleman to notice that I'd pick Rebecca. She's first. Yeah, I haven't got to her yet. Definitely Jen Coleman. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't read Chef's Kiss, one, I don't know what's wrong with you. But mm -hmm. two, Jen Coleman had dreams about her. <laughs> That's why I didn't pick her because I, I feel like 
he's yours. I couldn't even compete with you on that because I want you to be happy. You get Jen Coleman. Thanks. You're the best friend. (laughs) And then you want Sam Threadneedle. I'm going to take Magdalene Knox. I did think about her, but I think Felicity Simmons, I think, is already intense enough for me (laughs) that having both of them on one show would be, I mean, it could could get brutal. I don't know what I'm thinking because I also have Julia Desjardins from Eliza Linsky's Don't Call Me Hero series and Elena Bartel from The Brutal Truth. So apparently I like all my women to be a little frosty. Yeah. Intense, frosty, hot. I think if you're going to go with the frosty ones, you're going to have to have like a season long dating show where you have like the rose ceremony and everything. Cause I don't think it's going to be easy to pick. That'd be the worst. I'm going to need them to eliminate each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the only way it would work. I think so. And then I think in the end, Magdalene and Elena Bartel would duke it out. Yeah. It's hard to say if they would like. Cause they're going to want to fight for me. Certainly. Yeah, that is true. I could see that. <laughs> but the sneaky things they would do. Oh, so sneaky. Yeah. They're calculating. Super sneaky calculating, <laughs> yes. just like me. <laughs> what are a few of the books that make you laugh the most? One of the books that makes me laugh really hard is The Adventurers by Bryce Oakley. It's really book. funny. And Bryce wrote, I don't know if it was two Christmas novellas last year or one that was sort of in the same universe as the other one, but both of those were really funny as well. And then. I find KJ and Lee Winter to be very funny. I don't know if it's a dry sense of humor or what it is about the writing, but I find them both hilarious. And No Strings is probably the funniest, one of the funnier books I've read. Yeah, that was on my list too. And then anything that TB Markinson and Miranda McLeod write together, the AM show, so funny. Oh, I haven't read that yet. It's on my, it's on my Kindle. That's really funny. And then Robin Alexander, great for a road trip when you just want to laugh and don't want to think about anything. Yeah, I haven't read Robin Alexander either, but I've heard how funny her books are. I need to figure out how to organize my to-be-read pile in a way that (laughs) makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Just take some time, maybe take a weekend. Plan to have nothing else to do. I can try. (laughs) (laughs) Or just send me your list and I'll organize it for you. I'm very good at making lists. Oh my gosh. Let me even see how many books are on here and see if you really, you can take it back if it's too many. (laughs) When I was a kid, I used to make lists all the time. My favorite musicians, my favorite soap opera stars. I'm such a nerd that just really putting it out there. I do like making lists too, but I, when I try to make things in order of like my favorite and stuff, I got, I have a hard time with that. Okay. So I have 247 books on my want to read list. That's nothing. I could do that. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Okay, this is serious. (laughs) (laughs) When you first discovered sapphic romance, what were a few of the books you loved the most? Okay, so I think one of the first series that I fell in love with was Don't Call Me Hero. And then I really liked Casting Lacey by L. Spencer. Spencer, Yes. Mm -hmm. And then In Development by Rachel Spangler. And then... The Four Point series by Max Allendale. I have not read that. It's good. If you are into some crime stuff, it's really good. It's a little bit dark, so trigger warning, but it's it's really good. And it's a really big series, but if you just look for like the Four Point ones, I think there's five of them, but 
There's kind of like a whole universe that Max has written about that a lot of books intertwine. So it can be really big or you can limit it to just the four point series. Okay, I will check that out. When I started reading these books, Melissa Braden was my go-to. And even now, Kiss the Girls, probably one of my top five favorite books ever. And my partner told me I had to read Curious Wine by Catherine B. Forrest. And you can just tell why it's a classic just when you read it. And George Beer's Too Close to Touch. Still one I go back and reread over and over again. Gretchen Kaiser, another one of my book crushes. Also a little frosty. (laughs) How did you meet your wife, Emma? And who made the first move? So we met at a book club. We had one friend in common. So we met at this book club and we read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And looking back at it, I realized that we were the only single queers in the friend group. So they (laughs) orchestrated that to get us to meet. And then Emma is the one who asked me to hang out for the first time. Yeah, I had a feeling you probably weren't the one who made the move. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you had a feeling? What does that mean? I just had a, hey, I think you definitely smooth and you totes have the moves. (laughs) (laughs) I know the truth. That's okay. How long ago was that that you met? Eight years ago. When you were just a baby, because you're still a baby right now. Yeah, forever baby. (laughs) You live in California, but are originally from Washington State. What do you love about California and what do you miss about Washington? I think what I like most about living here is that I live sort of in a city-ish area. I live east of San Francisco or the Bay Area, as some others know it as. So I like the autonomy of living in a bigger city area. (laughs) And there's just a variety of things to do, food, people. There's just a lot more happening that as overwhelming as it is, I still enjoy it. And it's sunny, which that's a huge bonus. (laughs) Some of the stuff that I miss from Washington State, though, is I miss lakes and rivers and seafood. Did you do a lot of hiking in Washington? Yeah, I do a lot of hiking here, too. I think there's more opportunity to do it here year round, just because where I grew up in Washington is in the Northwest area. And so it's like in the Olympic National Forest. So it's very rainy. You should come visit Missouri. Really? Nothing happens here, but I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I would visit Missouri. You have a pool and a pizza oven. Those are kind of... Summertime. Come on over. I'll make you pizza and you can lounge in the pool. I like that. All right. All right. We'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> you are my smartest friend. Don't tell the others. What made you want to become a microbiologist? I went back to school at 27. Um, I had been cooking in restaurants for a long time and went back to school and kind of just fell into the sciences. So it wasn't something I planned on doing, but just ended up being good at it. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) I can't imagine being good at science. It's never been my strong suit. With the work that I do, I really do feel like anyone can do it because it's really similar to baking. Because all I'm doing is taking a different amounts of things and mixing them together and putting them into my little microbiologist oven. And then at the end, I don't get to eat anything. But, you know, <laughs> it's really similar. It just is less of a mess than baking. Okay. Our bond goes deeper than our love of books. Last year, my brother overdosed and you sent me a DM on Twitter, letting me know you suffered the same loss and offering an ear if I needed it. Having someone who understood what I was going through meant more than I will ever be able to express. I hadn't talked with my brother for a few years before his death, but I try to remember the good times when I start to feel like I'm slipping into the darkness. Tell me your happiest memories of your brother, Josh, because it's too easy to forget those and get lost in sadness. 
So when we were kids, we were sort of latchkey kids. And so we spent a lot of time riding our bikes through the neighborhood and we would usually end up at our public library and we would play Oregon Trail on the computer. We would check out boxcar children books and goosebump books and go build a fort in the forest and read and hang out. And yeah, I miss, miss those simple times being a kid. When my brother was born, I was four years old. And I was so mad when the doctor came out and said he was a boy. I threw a fit and told him to send him back and bring me a sister. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, I decided to embrace being a big sister. We always played outside together and I would always beat him and he would always cry. We were outside one night. He was about eight and I was around 12. And he got so mad at me, he threw a dart at me and it landed in my leg. Was and it a lawn dart? It wasn't a lawn dart. It's just one of the little okay. darts that you have. for. The, no, not a lawn dart. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just stared down at it. I was kind of in shock because it was just sticking out of my left leg. And he started crying because he knew he was going to get in trouble. So I told mom it was an accident. So he didn't get in trouble. And then we had to go to the hospital to get a tetanus shot. Ooh, fun. Yeah, it's just those little things you think about. In high school, I worked in a movie theater. It was my first job. And I would always go to the movies for free. And I took Brad every weekend, which either tells you we were really close or that I had no friends, <laughs> which is kind of true. Both of those things are. I always felt like I had to take care of Brad. And I think that's part of why his death hit so hard, because I stopped taking care of him and had to start taking care of myself. There had come a time after years of being his verbal punching bag that I let go and realized the brother I'd loved so much wasn't there anymore. Therapy's helped a lot, but I think what's helped even more is having you to talk to. Because whenever I'm sad or I'm having a bad day, I can send you a message and you always listen and cheer me up. So I am forever grateful for you and your friendship and you are stuck with me for life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Well, I feel the same about you. I'm glad to have a sounding board that, you know, someone that knows what it's like. I mean, it's hard. Like some days are good, some days are bad. But yeah, it's definitely nice to have someone to talk to in those times. So I appreciate your friendship, too. And you said you wouldn't make me cry. <laughs> You're not going to cry. There's no crying. No, no crying in <laughs> I, podcasting. There could be. I could go full on Oprah right now and just bring it all out. You have to give me a car <laughs> if you're going to make me cry. Everybody gets a car. You get a car and you get a car. <laughs> <laughs> Angie, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for chatting with me. Love you, boo. I love you, boo. My boo queen. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. And thanks again to Angie for joining me today. To support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash sapphiclaura. Or you can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, happy reading.